You know, you can decide in this moment to give it up. Give up the complaining. Give up the blaming and the accusing. Give up the gossiping and the whining. And instead realize you're on an incredible journey and fall in love with every second of it. That's when you'll truly come to life.
sounds right there of Usher and caught up. Doing all chat room crew, worldwide crew, tuning crew, talk crew, and all of you silent listeners out there. So great to have you on board. Yes, it is a Let's Talk Drive Time show right here on allflavorsradio.com. I am Wimbo77. And I am KJB. How are you doing, KJB? Uh, good, good. Thank you for asking. Um, how are you? Uh, um, ask me in about half an hour <laughs> and I'll let you know how I'm doing. It's been a really long day and yeah, it we have days like this, right? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it, you have days like that. It's just how... It's how you deal with it, isn't it? Absolutely. It's how you get through. How you get through. And oh. I know, I know that my student sneezed on me today. His mum's been sick. His siblings have been <laughs> sick. So I'm, and I'm feeling like, oh no, please don't let it happen. Please let it not be me. Let it not be me. Power of positive thinking. <laughs> Power of positive thinking. How are you doing? All Flavours Radio chat room. Giving a big shout out to Norbert and all of the DJs out there. This um, starting some great stuff as always, as mm-hmm. well as last night um, listening on the reggae, and yes, we will be giving you all a shout very shortly. Brap 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 So KJB, what yeah. is our question for today? Our audience question today is: Can teachers hit a child if the child hits them? So can a teacher hit a child if the child hits them first? It's quite a controversial question, would you say? It's controversial or? Yeah, you know? it's very controversial because we're talking about um, an area that in some cases can be slightly grey because we got to discuss what it means for first the child, mm. but also more importantly, Teacher. The teacher, right. And in this day and age, we know that children, I mean, I know they were violent back in our day, but it seems to be even worse in this day and age. So we're going to go and delve into that question. Can a teacher hit a child if the child hits them first? And we'll be finding that out about that a little bit later. Maybe we'll do a poll on the talk and see what you think. But um, we have had quite a lot of uh, feedback from uh social media and we'll delve into that a little bit later but moving on kjb um i saw this article and it was all to do with crohn's and colitis awareness and spotting the signs of it's an actual bowel disease i didn't even realize that crohn's and colitis that they were a a form of bowel disease Yeah, yeah so we just thought that we would delve into what Crohn's and colitis is, mm-hmm. and how to spot the signs of it. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I think it's important because um, a lot of people have tummy trouble mm, mm. from time to time. But these conditions, Crohn's and colitis, are about much more than just having a dodgy stomach. Mm. Uh, there are more than half a million people in the UK living with Crohn's disease and um, 
ulcerative. Sorry, ulcerative colitis. Mm. Uh, these are two main forms of inflammatory bowel disease. So they are bowel, it's a bowel disease mm. more than um, a tummy ache or something, isn't mm. it? Crohn's. And mm. I, I know we know someone that has Crohn's and they've lived with it for most of their life. And it must be really quite dilapidating. It must be quite hard because because it's an inflammation in your digest, digestive system. So it can happen anywhere from your mouth to your mm. bottom, you know. And meanwhile, in colitis, the inflammation and ulcers are only in your colon, which is the last bit of your gut. Yeah, it's interesting because both conditions, mm. I've, I've met people with colitis and Crohn's, but to look at them, you'd feel there's not, to see them mm. physically um, in the flesh, you'd think there's nothing wrong with them. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but obviously, this, these these conditions are to do with intrinsic Think, You know, we can't see it. Uh, I can't see this situation that this person in. Mm. But I have met people. And sometimes you look at them and think, well, okay, you've got these. But you, you, you look okay. You, you look, look okay. all right. You look all right. Mm. The thing that sometimes is, can be the, the problem, isn't it? And Crohn's is actually, it's a lifelong condition. <laughs> so there's mm. no cures for them. But there's a lot of treatments available, and this includes medicine and mm. surgery. Mm. So being told that you've got Crohn's KJB or colitis and that they are lifelong or life-changing um, diseases and conditions, does it mean that you're, that people are always going to be ill? No, because you, these conditions are like what you call flare-up conditions. Mm. You get them periodically. Um, but when you get it, you get it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, but everything can feel okay for a long time. Everything's under control. It's in remission. You feel great. And then suddenly, bam, you get a flare up. And, right. into, and when you get a flare up, just, it really does attack you. Mm, and it can be mm. really, as you said, debilitating um, when this happens. But this, that's the problem. For long periods, you can look, you can look very well. And it's the situation that, so I'm saying, that a lot of people who have these conditions do look extremely well but when they have these conditions that's mm. when you really if you do see someone with that kind of condition then you'd really try to understand what they're going through wow so should we look at some of the key symptoms <clears throat> then um for colitis and um crohn's mm. yeah mm. so what are some of the sim- key symptoms well some of the key symptoms are like blood in your poo mm. more than once not just once but if, it, if it's happening on a you know intermittently then, you know, seek medical advice. Uh, needing to have to go poo urgently, you know, when you have to go quickly. Yeah. You, that lack of control that you might you, you might feel that you don't have. Again, it's, if it's more than a one-off and it's happening like intermittently or on, oh, on other consistently, occasions. Consistently, yeah. yeah. If it starts happening consistently even, yeah, definitely seek medical advice. So it's more, it seems to be in your back passage, as yeah, well. it's just yeah. that need to go. It's just like it's really crazy, isn't it? Mm. It's like sometimes we we all have that occasions where we suddenly have to go toilet, and it happens a kid, but that happens once in a blue moon for mm. some people. Mm. If you're if you're medically well, that happens once in a blue moon. But when you've got a condition like this, like it says, when you get flare ups, it can happen at any time. You said you could be well for a long period, and then suddenly you get that flare up. And these and, and and part of the condition is some of these symptoms. Mm. So you might not associate with uh, with uh, your bowel, it, it was like the inflammatory bowel disease that we're talking about. But 
definitely if this is happening to you the first two like poo in your blood in your poo mm. a need to go poo urgently and this is happening it's happen, starting to happen quite regularly definitely seek medical advice so there's also diarrhea surpassing three or more loose watery um stalls a day mm-hmm. and also waking up at night to have to go um oh to do number two as well mm-hmm. unexplained weight loss and like you said people do get tummy ache mm. but it's like the pain in your stomach or abdomen mm. Mm-hmm. that's something that's we're talking about um symptoms the key symptoms of colitis and crohn's and what else is there, KJB? Yeah, tiredness, fatigue. Mm. You know, always wanting to rest, never having the energy. Do you know what I'm saying? And sometimes we do get fatigued and we do get tired, but we're talking about in conjunction with other symptoms that you might be getting. Mm. Um, so it's good to understand that you might, you might, if you get one, but if you you might get more than one, if you're suffering and you feel like you're getting more symptoms that we're describing here, definitely I'd encourage you, like we always say, seek medical advice. Exactly. So other symptoms around your um, bum are things like cracks, they're called fissures, that don't heal or abscesses that keep coming back. Remember, you don't have to have all of these symptoms, like KGB said, you don't have to have them all at the same time. But if you are worried, head, there's the Crohn's and Colitis UK website and we will be putting all of this information into the chat box at www.allflavoursradio.com. So please come along to at least get this information because we can say it on the radio, but you'll more than likely maybe forget it. So if you can come and get like a a snapshot of it and then go to look up the website and this is a Crohn's and Colitis UK website um, f- for more information on that that's one um, site that you can go to so who is this um, Bridget Fraser she's a she's an actual woman that had or she was di- diagnosed with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis and there are many expert nurses and doctors out there that were there to help her so these nurses, they're specialists who work with patients and that's at the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. And Bridget Fraser, what does she explain, KJB? Well, she, she talks about it like it's like having a dinner conversation. It's like having a conversation, isn't it? But mm. a lot of people don't want to talk about their bowels. Who mm. wants to have a conversation about <laughs> Even now about we can't even bowels. say the word bum, isn't it? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You know, talk about their poo and all these mm. things. People don't know. Normally people don't want to talk about these things. Um <clears throat> so but it's always important to, to talk about it mm. and that's what these specialists will help you do they'll help you understand what's going on and how you can continue living a healthy long life mm. although you've got this condition but how to live with it um, and try and do your everyday um, things that you need to do mm. you know despite having a condition like this what Miss um, Fraser said, is she said it was an interesting thing, is that when I tell people what I do in my work, they start to open up to her and explain some of their symptoms of Crohn's and colitis, like the blood in their, their feces mm. and diarrhoea, fatigue, terrible tummy pains. And then all of a sudden, they're having a whole chat about their bowels 
and you know what it's it does mm. feel natural mm. Mm. even if something they they never dream about doing with their own family or in their culture but it's okay she says she's stronger she's stronger when people are able to talk about it because like you said it's not dinner conversation is it no you don't who wants to talk about their bowels yeah but in <clears throat> and the good thing is she she's helping people to see that it's not a taboo subject isn't mm. it it's, it's something we can talk about because it is a condition let's face it it is a condition it's a medical condition mm. and the only way to understand it for yourself is to speak speak about it with a with a specialist yeah. or a healthcare professional and speak about it together break down mm. the taboos mm. so if mm. we're having this conversation tonight and it might ring a bell with you that oh i might have been feeling some of these symptoms or you might know someone someone that's been feeling these symptoms it's a good idea to have a chat about it and yeah just break down those taboos um i guess no one talks about that's why the bathroom is such a private place because no one really goes in oh, there together no. you know and like i said so like we're saying you might only have you might feel you only had one of these symptoms mm. and it's not, like it says, you can be well for a long period of time and then suddenly, you know, something happens. Mm. You might not associate with 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 any 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 kind of medical condition. Yeah. And that's why it's important to have a conversation because it's you never know. And in the case of um, Crohn's and colitis, they are lifelong conditions. No cure, but there's lots of ways to live mm. a really full mm. and happy productive life life, yeah because it is an inflammatory bowel disease that doesn't care who you are where you're from Mm. what you do that's why it's important for all of us to be aware of what the signs and symptoms are okay Mm. Mm. and Mm. find the ways to live with it because if imagine if you're having a tummy ache every single day Mm. you're in pain or you're seeing all these symptoms but don't know how to act on it. And hopefully if you were seeing mm. blood in your feces and stuff, that you would seek out urgent help. Well, I hope so. You I know? hope so. But <clears throat> I think the issue is that a lot of people are not not medically... Um, trained. Not trained, but not always medically um, in the know. Mm. In, in a way, it's but the best way I can describe it. But if you are seeing those things it. though, come on KJB, if you're seeing that and you're not doing nothing about it, that's 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 disturbing. Well, that's dis- quite, yeah, but, but you know. Some people will just pass it off as that they just, you know, they've eaten something like you said, dodgy tummy. Mm. Some people not not <clears throat> not always forthright about what's going on with them physically, and so sometimes that can be a difficult subject to talk about in some in some cases for some people. Some mm. people are very closed. And th- th- this lady mean? made the point, she said that there was a 14-year-old girl that probably had it and she came with all of the information and mm. she was ready and prepared. Mm. But then she had another patient that they didn't even want to go out and socialise with their friends mm. because they were scared if they weren't close enough to the loo yeah. that it mm. would mm. cause an issue for them. Mm. And mm. he was worried about having an accident, felt sort of trapped. Mm. But then mm. speaking about it, getting help from this nurse... It's easy to deal with those insecure feelings, maybe that they was mm. they had, and then they wouldn't have to be so isolated because 
they were feeling as if, no, I can't be away. That, that must yeah. be horrible, like thinking, oh, I can't be too far from the loo because this I might have saying. an episode, and, and, you know. And, and I think that's the problem. I think it does impact on people's mm. lives and, and it can be difficult. And that's why we, we're highlighting it um, yeah. this evening because we, 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 we're not all healthcare professionals. Something's happened to us and we truly might not understand why it's happening mm. or what what the situation is. We could just put, like we said earlier on, it, we, we we could say to us, oh, well, we, we've eaten something, we've gone out and eaten something or we've eaten something that might have gone off or it's not. Do you know what I mean? It's, it can be very easily done mm. and, and brushed, as, brushed as, aside. Um, but, you know... But we, then if you're living with something and, like, she makes <clears> a point that if you're going to the, the loo, that's the number two more than f- f- five or six times a day, then it is definitely an issue. It's well, definitely a problem. I, I totally, I, I just hope that that's what people are recognising. Mm. And that's what we're, we're trying to encourage people to think about. If there are things happening uh, physically that are, are new and out of character mm. with how things normally are with you, then hopefully you will um, encourage yourself to seek medical advice. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's um important that you that you do that. Mm. And if you are living with the fact that you can't be far away from the loo, that means you're being isolated. That means that you're not having a good um level of value your life, value of life. Quality, right? quality, quality of, of life, life, yeah, quality of life. And so. that's that's not a nice thing either, is it? No, if we want we want a good quality of life, isn't it? We mm. nobody wants to allow a condition, a medical condition, to stop us living. Mm. And that's why we again we're trying to highlight the fact that if some one or two of these symptoms that we've mentioned, we can mention the symptoms again just in case. Mm. Um, if you're having these symptoms and you're having them more than once and and and, and it's either intermittent or regular, please speak to somebody. And uh, just say, oh, it's just a dodgy tummy, it will pass, get it, get yourself checked out. Don't be afraid to go to the GP. Uh, you're not bothering them and you're paying your taxes, you're paying your national mm. insurance. Mm. So you're not wasting your time. <clears throat> you're important. You're just as important um, regardless and if they don't listen, be persistent. Mm. So if you mm. know something isn't right, don't be fobbed off. Bother them. Bother them mm. to make mm. sure mm. that you're okay. Because there's no point in burying your head in the sand and hoping that it'll go away. Because you're the one that's having to live you're suff- you're suffering. with a condition, right? So maybe we can quickly just run through those symptoms again. You want to do that? Yeah, just, <clears throat> just, okay. last, just lastly so people can... So we talked about having blood in your poo. More than once. So if it's happening intimately or regularly, needing to have a poo urgently, having to rush to find a toilet or rush to go to the toilet, diarrhea, mm-hmm. loose stools, watery poos, um, more than once a day. Um, waking up in the middle of the night, rushing to the toilet. Again, that's associated with not able to control your bowels. Weight loss, because the other... Uh, you know the diary and stuff you're gonna get some mm. weight loss isn't it so weight loss abdomen pain and fatigue all those things associated with either crohn's or colitis as well as if you've got cracks that won't um they're called fissures that won't heal or abscesses that keep coming back 
Remember, these are our symptoms of Crohn's and colitis. And yeah, don't be afraid of the diagnosis, beautiful listeners, because once you know what it is, you can get it treated. Mm. And the earlier the treatment, the better for Mm. you. Mm. And it makes so much difference to people. It will make so much difference um, once you get that diagnosis, because then you're not living with the fear of, I don't know what's going on. And then you're not living in isolation because you've not had the information that can help you to manage. So please, beautiful listeners, if any of these things are happening, seek out your physician, seek out um, getting the help, the help that you need. And like we said, if your GP doesn't listen, bother them. It's not bothering them, actually. Don't be fobbed off. Be persistent. Okay. Hmm. Get yourselves checked out. Sorry, go on, go on. No. I was just going to say, just, sorry, just or call 111. Mm. You know, help, NHS helpline. Um, and, and you can get some information from there as well. Okay, so we've um, listed the, as well, beautiful listeners in the chat room, the colitis and Crohn's website, UK. So please check that out too at www.com allflavorsradio.com and we'll see y'all on the other side online and on your smart speaker playing all the best songs all flavors radio this is a very important health message my name is errol mckellar mbe i am a prostate cancer survivor and founder of the charity the errol mckellar foundation do you know that over forty-seven thousand men a year are diagnosed with prostate cancer do you also know that over eleven thousand men also die of prostate cancer that means that one man will die every 45 minutes do you also know that one in eight european men will die of prostate cancer but more frighteningly that one in four afro-caribbean men will die of prostate cancer but but the truth is prostate cancer doesn't care about your color prostate cancer doesn't care about your wealth prostate cancer doesn't care about you what prostate cancer will do if you ignore it it will kill you at the errol mckellar foundation our aims and mission is to talk with as many men and their partners as possible to ensure they are fully aware of the dangers posed by prostate cancer recognizing potential symptoms and know about the available tests and information we want to stop men from dying through ignorance and fear for more details please visit www.theerylmckellarfoundation.com or email temf2018 at gmail.com please remember that health is your wealth i went to the doctor he said you've got a very serious illness i said i want a second opinion he said all right you're ugly as well (laughs) i said to the doctor i said doctor i've only got 59 seconds to live He said, wait over there a minute. (laughs) If Tommy was still here, he'd say taking your heart medicine ain't no laughing matter. It helps you stick around longer. So if you can't get to the docs but have questions about medication for angina, high blood pressure or cholesterol, call the British Heart Foundation Heart Nurses on 0300 333 0333. Just like that. Visit bhf.org.uk. We all have an amazing ability to learn new things. Work can be a challenge, but learning new skills can help you get on at work, start your own business, or even get you back into work. And as your skills improve, you could see your earnings flourish too. Did you know that with better qualifications, you could earn between two and £3,000 more a year? So don't let anything stop you. 
Get in touch with your local college or learning provider to find out what course or training you could do. Our future, it's in our hands. The more you listen, the more great music you hear. All Flavors Radio. Doing it like this tonight, beautiful listeners. Taking it back to the noughties and the nineties. Sounds right here of Brandy. Full moon. Philogene, how you doing, Mark? Out of Bremen. And Norbert out of Castries. How is the weather there in the Castries, Norbert? Also, shout out guest 840. Anna Hayes. And giving a big rap rap shout out to George Flavors. You can catch George every single Monday right here on All Flavors as well as every Sunday from 2 until 4. You can also catch Mark Philogene every single Monday, Saturday and Sunday. Please check the schedules. Not forgetting, please give um, DJ Laro will be going or following the Let's Talk Drive Time show right after us from 8 until 10. And then you can catch... DJ J-Hope from 10 until midnight sounds right there Brandy the full moon
sounds right here of MJ and Butterflies. Like we said, we're keeping it just like this tonight, beautiful listeners. All you got to do is walk away and pass me by. Don't acknowledge my smile when I try to say hello. So giving a big shout out to John J.E. Happy 60th, dude. And I can see you are most definitely enjoying your holes out there in St. Lucia. Oh, please bottle up some of that sunshine and bring it back for us, okay? Jackson and butterflies. You give me butterflies. We all know that feeling, don't we? But is it a good or bad thing? Shout out to B-Funk, Hayden B-Funk, Anna Munich, 
And Larry said that it's way, should we say, snowing pretty hard out there in Germany. I must say that the, the, the weather did dip a little bit today. Got pretty cold. So you can catch Be Funk every single Saturday right here on All Flavors Radio from 10 until midday. And that song never, I never tire of that, that song, KJB. No, it's a classic, isn't it? It was initially done by um, Flow Tree, isn't it? Yeah, I think they wrote they it. They wrote it, and yeah. then they did a version, and then he done a version. But his version is just as good. They're both good. Mm, but it's just mm. the way he, he, he approaches the song. It's really beautifully done. Beautifully done. Wow, so... Sorely missed. All of them. I was thinking, oh, um, who is it? Um, Whitney Houston. Mm. Like, you know, it's just... All of these, the great ones just gone, huh? All of them. Gone but not forgotten. Gone but never the, forgotten. The music eh? is still in our hearts, still, still, you know, still yeah. going strong. Music, music Absolutely. Keeps them, the music keeps them alive. And it keeps us alive too, mm, right? Mm. It does keep us alive. So beautiful listeners. Our question for tonight. What is the question, KJB, again? Okay, let's go for it. It says, can a teacher hit... Mm-hmm. Can a teacher hit a child if the child hits him or her first? Mm. Can a teacher hit a child if they are hit first? Mm. Mm. We're going to go into that. We will be going into that mm. a little bit later on. But we are going to be recognising and remembering someone really quite great that unfortunately he passed away. Yeah, he died, last year, he died at the age week. of 65. 65 years old. Um, brain tumor. Yeah. He had a you, brain tumor. And you know, he only knew that he had that brain tumor. He found out like three weeks before he passed away. Yeah, it was it was very aggressive. Unfortunately, wow. because get, those kind of things can be very aggressive. Mm. And unfortunately, um, he yeah, he succumbed to it. That's right. Come to it. And who are we speaking out about, beautiful listeners? Well, it's the one and only Benjamin Zephaniah, po- poet, performer, and actor, held as one of Britain's most outspoken and original literary voices. So, sadly, we know that, as you rightfully said there, D- um, DJ KJB, that he died at age 65 from a brain tumour. And he had such wide appeal in the UK that he became something close to us, like a national treasure, attracting devotion among all classes and types of people, young as well as old. And with he had a down-to-earth mission to take poetry wherever he, wherever he could, and especially to those who would not normally listen to it. So his reach also extended to other parts of the world where he was respected as a writer, performer, who could be relied upon to speak his mind with forthrightness, honesty and self-effacing humour. Is that beautiful? Isn't it? Beautiful. Yes. And he didn't have a good start in life. No. But from, although he had an unpromising start, you know, he had a, you know, he, he, he kind of attached himself and got himself into the public eye during the 80s. Um, he hitched himself with some post-punk caravan uh, streetwise performers, poets, uh, such as John Cooper, Clark, 
Atia, the stockbroker. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. <laughs> and slightly, um, and it's like most probably Linton Crazy Johnson mm. as well. Uh, and he started writing and, and performing, and he had a polit- like a political edge as well. Yeah. And also he talked about everyday life as well. He uh, did, he really did. And, you know, even though we know, it's funny because I'm doing a course at the moment, and part of it is speaking about discrimination. Mm. And although Britain has its British values, unfortunately... Those values do not usurp the underlying uh, discrimination, racism, all the isms that are there. And this is something that Benjamin Zephaniah, that he he spoke about these things. He spoke about the racism. He spoke about, you know, the the policeman um, on kicking him, almost kicking him to death, as well as he later branched out to consider other topics that were closer to his heart, including unemployment, homelessness. And he was also a vegan from the age of 13, Mm. animal rights. Mm. So he spoke up and he was always on a lot of panels, wasn't he, speaking up? He he wasn't it. Mm. He was, he was. And and when you think of his background, because he came from a home where his father was quite distant from him, but his father was also violent towards mm. his mother. Mm. And I think in the end, after, after his mother obviously succumbed to um, domestic abuse, uh, she took him and uh, ran off. But the thing is, he was one of six siblings. Mm. So she, 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 she ran off and took him but left the other siblings behind. Wow, wow. So that's that's a tough one, isn't it? Having mm. to choose and she's taken him mm. away from that um, that mm. dangerous environment, but unfortunately leaving the other children there. And that's when he was 10, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. So they lived hand to mouth and they both returned, leaving the other children of the family mm. in estrangement. And mm. then the, the dislocation, dislocation that followed had its effects on mm. Benjamin Zephaniah. Mm. So at 13, he was expelled from Broadway school, later spending time in Borstal, while in his late teens, he was imprisoned for various offences, including a fray and burglary. Wow. I didn't even know that about him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, 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 he didn't, he had a t- tough, yeah. Mm. He had, you know, he, but, he had a tough, Do you know tough. what the great thing is? Regardless of the tough life because lots of us have been through trauma lots of us have mm. had tough lives what did he go on and do what, what we all know him as a household name yeah. right so yeah. that's a good thing isn't it yeah. no it's true he, well he I think what changed the catalyst for him he was, he was going to look at a longer sentence mm. um, and he you know he, he, he didn't want to go back to jail he didn't want to obviously he was started to get into gangs he said he had gang related violence mm. obviously and because of that, someone he knew died. Wow. And he decided at the age of 22, he left Birmingham and came down to London. Excellent. To be, and he was knew what he wanted to be, mm. a poet. Mm. So he rang the radio and Benjamin, his critique of the propaganda, the manipulation and deception to be found in mainstream media or wrong radio was, I think that's one of his poems. And his first memories of composing poetry had come as a small boy while walking to a corner shop. And though he was dyslexic, Mm -hmm. he had inherited that from his mother. Mm. He 
inherited a great lyrical facility. So by the age of 15, he had a reputation as a wordsmith. And when the elders of his mother's church feely had a prophet-like quality with language, dubbed him Zephaniah, treasured by God, and the name stuck. Oh, wow. So so it shows that people... But it's, it's good because people saw um, the good in him. They saw, they saw that he had potential. Yeah. Uh, although it took him a while to to realize that potential it's nice to know that people actually recognize what he he could accomplish mm. which we we all need that in life at certain stages in life someone um, believing us someone, us someone just believe, yeah someone just saying look yeah you do have potential mm. i think that's so important you know whether we believe or not it's another matter don't get me wrong but it's good for people to recognize our potential it's so good so yeah good. and also beautiful listeners for us to recognize the potential in ourselves as well mm. because sometimes for instance, I know Lily, she went to an interview recently and the woman said, you didn't sell yourself enough. Do we sell ourselves enough in the sense of us um, at the top of the hour, we had a motivational speech and that was on gratitude. And that's obviously being thankful for the things that we have or the things that we see or the things that we're around. So do we show that gratitude for ourselves? It's you know, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Benjamin yeah. Zephaniah, he he became a household name, like I said. We all know who he is. And I mean, in London, he became part of a punk reggae and alternative comedy scenes, reading his poems during breaks at gigs. His first collection of poetry, Pen Rhythm, was published in 1980 by a cooperative, after which, like Johnson, he began to turn to dub poetry adding music like reggae music to his words with the debut album Rasta. Mm. Wow. They go, see, it's, he just went from strength to strength. But it's interesting, he, he, um, he started doing his poetry just in between gigs, mm. like breaks. So the acts would go on, they would go off, they'd be off for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then he would go on. Yeah. Uh, and just do, do a poem. So, he, you know, it, fantastic. He took an opportunity, he saw an opportunity and he, he he took it. I only know Benjamin Zephaniah for books, but now we're seeing that he's got albums. Beautiful listeners. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I remember listening to him. He because obviously when I was growing up, mm. he was part of the the fabric of black society with his poetry and his mm. his conscious lyrics. So he was he was known. He was known. But now I'm beginning to see that obviously there was a There's lot more to, more the to him. Yeah, so the radio, he was soon in demand for the radio, t mm. TV, film yeah, work, because yeah. he was in the Peaky Blinders. Yeah, pe like, yeah Peaky Blinders, yeah, he was. He I was. didn't even know that. I've mm. never seen Peaky Blinders, so I'm going to have to watch it. I'm have to watch it just for <laughs> yeah. him. And uh, he played Moses in a film, Farange, in 1990, and had a TV play, Dread Poets Society. So I've heard of that, Dread Poets Society, and that was screened by the BBC um, the following year. So his first novel, Face, about a young man whose life is dramatically changed by facial injuries he receives while joyriding, was published in 1999. But in the preceding years, he had continued to produce a steady stream of poetry collections, including The Dread Affair, Inner Liverpool, City Psalms, and The Proper Propaganda. Wow. Well, he's done a lot. He he wouldn't go up for the the OBE though, would he? Yeah, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. He he. he I think he's he's thinking was 
Um, why would I take uh, a prestige award mm. from people that have oppressed us for all these years? Mm. He said he felt like a hypocrite. Because he yeah, yeah, was gone. fighting against the empire. Yes, yeah. So how can I then accept an award which has empire in it? Yeah, yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Great. And the thinking... Because consistently, um, radical to the end, he refused that, that OBE. And that was in 2003. And 15 years later, he scotched an idea that he might become the poet laureate in succession to Carol and Duffy by explaining in poetic form, don't take my word, go check the verse, because every laureate gets worse. <laughs> That's interesting, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, they wanted to be him to be a poet laureate. They wanted to... I guess they wanted to, to recognise him for his for his poetry and how much he, he added to society, mm. which is understandable because when you do things, you like, you know, people get music awards, literary awards. And I think it was just like him. But I think in his mind, he felt, well, I don't really want to go down this road because mm. this is the road that I'm trying to open out to people. And the people behind this road are not, for us so I want to so how can I then go and accept these awards when these are the same people that I'm trying to tell people that I'm, we shouldn't be venerating them we, mm. we shouldn't be looking at them do, do, do you know what I mean so I can understand his his point of view such a shame when I saw that he yeah. was three weeks when he found out that he had that brain tumour mm. that was like what that's like yeah. give him time to to even process that, right? No, but I, that brain tumor—he would have had it. Bef- he most probably would have had it bef- before that. Mm. But unfortunately, like I said, th- that kind of thing, it, those kind of things sometimes can be quite aggressive. Mm. Mm. And unfortunately, like I said, you know, and because and wow. it's brain, you can't actually go in there and do anything. Mm. Giving a big shout out to George. How are you doing, George? Sour so Malaysia. It's, 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 yeah. Wishing you well, guys. <laughs> yeah, big up yourself, guys. Yeah, so he was married to Amina. She was a thir- theatre administrator um, in 1990, um, divorced in 2001. So Benjamin Zephaniah, Benjamin Obadiah Iqbal Zephaniah, poet. An author born the 15th of April 1958, passed away on the 7th of December 2023. And what an amazing man. Uh, absolutely amazing. He, you know, he, he, I think he touched a lot of people, mm. you know, directly and indirectly. Um, if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to some of his stuff, maybe, you know, because, you know, in the 80s, we were, we were a lot younger in the 80s. <laughs> So maybe we might, it's, sometimes we forget things, isn't it? So it's good to go back, maybe listen to some of this stuff. I know that, as I said, there's many generations out there that might not even have heard about this young man. Mm. Um, so yeah, it'd be good to touch base again and just listen to some of his stuff. And I think that he was in, he is in the reading list in schools. I, I um, hope he is. Um, for poetry. And I hope he is. And yeah, let's have a listen to one of his um, classic poems. Yes. And it's all, it's so apt for today. So let's listen to that, beautiful listeners. We'll see y'all in five. Big man. It make a poor man feel like a hooligan, a one-parent family feels. 
Money make a rich man feel like a big man. It make a poor man feel like a hooligan. A one-parent family feels like a ruffian. And those who have it won't give you anything. Money makes your friend become your enemy. You start seeing things very superficially. Your life is lived very artificially, unlike those who live in poverty. Money inflates your ego. But money brings you down. Money causes problems anywhere money is found. Food is what we need. Food is necessary. Let me grow my food and then can eat their money. Money can save us, but yet we feel doomed. Plenty money burns in a nuclear mushroom. Money can't make you happy. Money can help you when you die. And those who have it continually live a lie. Children are dying. Spies are spying. Refugees are fleeing. Politicians are lying. And deals are done. And webs are spun. Loans keep the third world on the run. And the brother feels better than the brother next door. Because his brother's got money and his brother's got more. And the brother thinks a brother's not a brother because he's poor. When the brother kills the other, that is economic war. Economic war, we call it economic. Well, it may not be the East and the West anymore, but the North and the South, Third World, Fallout, Coffee and Isle, that's what it's about. Economic war, economic war, shots fired from the stock market floor, so we work for a living, or we try and we try, with so little time for chilling like we're living a lie. Money makes a dream become reality. Money makes real life like a fantasy. Money has a habit of going to the head. I have some for a rainy day underneath my bed. Money problems make it hard to relax. Money makes it difficult to get down to the facts. Money makes you worship vanity and lies. Money is a drug with legal eyes. Parents are hoping, some are not coping, some are just managing. Books need balancing, property is theft. No money means death. You pay for your rent and then nothing left. Some will pick a pocket. Some appear to stop it. Those who appear to stop it, they're happy because they got it. Some go out and fight for it. Some claim they have the right to it. And people like my grandparents live long but never cite it. Money made me go out and rob. Then it made me go looking for a job. Money made a nurse and a doctor immigrate. Money buys friends you love to hear it. Money made slavery seem all right. Money brought the Bible and the Bible shone the light. Victory to the penniless at grassroots sources. We come to mash down market forces. The paper giant called market forces. I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's a new day. There is no sunshine Nothing but clouds And it's dark in my heart And it feels like a cold night Today's a new day But where are my blue skies? Where is the love and the joy That you promised me? Tell me it's alright I'll be honest with you I almost gave up But a power that I can't explain <laughs> when I think how much better I'm gonna be when this is over I smile, even though I hurt, see I smile I know God is working so I smile, even though I've been here for a while What you do? I smile, Come on and smile It's so hard to look up when you've been down Sure would hate to see you give up now God's people You look so much better when you smile It's dark in my heart and it feels like a cold night 
It ain't easy, but today's a new day. But tell me, where are my blue skies? Where is that love, y'all? Where is the love and the joy that you promised me? Tell me it's alright. The truth is, I almost gave up, but a power that I can't explain. The Holy Ghost power, y'all. Fell from heaven like a shower down. Now, I know we've been hurt, y'all, but still. Franklin right there. Smile. We were just there remembering Benjamin Zephaniah. A wonderful poet, actor, activist. How are you doing, chat room crew? Big shout out to Mark Fulagene. Big shout out to George Flavors. How are you doing, George Salmon Malaysia? And Norbert out of Castries. Guest 840. Big shout out to Naturally Lily, Jayla, Janae, and Joanne. Shouting out Marjak, Tai Tai, Anisha, Issa, and Anaya. So good, we love a bit of Kirk Franklin right there, don't we? But we're going to take it right here. Also giving a big shout out to guest 840 out of Hayes. John John Rachel And Asani. How you doing, DiCarlo? Gal Gal and Sister S- um, Sam. This is how we do it. I hope you're okay. Night, night, and I feel all right. 
shout out to Lisa and Glen Roy. And saying hi to Natalie, sending lots of love. Mia, Debbie, Melanie, Carly. Don't forget after the Let's Talk Drive Time. DJ Laro from 8 until 10. And J Hope from 10 until midnight. Cause then we're making the dash Coming from the west side, that's right. This is how we do it, beautiful listeners. Sounds of Montel Jordan right there. And that track still sounding good today as it ever, ever did. It really was a banger, wasn't it, KJB? Um, so beautiful listeners, shouting out the chat room, shouting out tune in, shouting out. Everyone on the talk, how you doing? Worldwide listeners, you know that um, this, we'd be right on our own if we, you weren't there with us, as well as all of you silent listeners too. We do hope you're enjoying the show tonight. And we have spoken about colitis and um, Crohn's um, awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've placed uh, the information in the chat where you can find out about that, where you can find out what the key symptoms and everything are. Um, mm-hmm. There, we've also remembered Benjamin Zephaniah, yeah, and 
what he did in mm. the, the world of poetry and so on and so forth. But KJB, our question, what was our question for tonight? question for tonight was, can a teacher, whether it's him or her, mm-hmm. hit a child if the child hits them first? Mm, can a teacher hit a child if a child hits them first? I can hear your thoughts, beautiful listeners. I can hear all the parents out there thinking, what? Well, we're going to go in and see very shortly what we can do in that regard okay as well as um, we're going into our whatsapp corner here beautiful listeners and there's a company called elba they're in cahoots with linklaters and what they're doing is they're hosting this is from our whatsapp corner and not necessarily WhatsApp, but um, this one is from the Bridge Renewal Trust and they send out lots of opportunities. So Elba, what they're doing is they're hosting a consultancy session for Hackney, Tower Hamlets and Haringey based community partners. And this is a two hour session where they'll give the community organisations the opportunity to work with a small team of corporate business volunteers to run through a website review. So you'll be able to use the time in this session to ask for advice and brainstorm as a team how best to improve your website. The volunteers will all be from a team of Society General, UBS and Linklaters. Linklaters are a really, really great um, company um, doing a lot when it comes to entrepreneurship and people levelling up their business. So, um, yeah, this is what it's on. So it's your website. You can ask them to to give you consultation and really get a team of corporate business volunteers to run through your website and review it. So that's that's great, isn't it? So this opportunity spends time um, dedicated to you thinking about your website and the communication platforms, things like review of material and content, the design the flow and usability and messaging and mission. So if you'd like to register your interest, fill out, there's a form that you can fill out of which I am going to put into the chat box. So please come into the chat box and come and see all these lovely opportunities because where can you go to get someone to look over your website, to give you pointers and tips on your website to elevate it and make everything flow much better than here so they there's a uh application form mm-hmm. which i'm going to place into the chat box beautiful listeners uh, so you can register your interest fill it out okay and there, there will be a member of staff that gets back to you um to let you know how it goes and no, there is only a limit there are limited spaces and they'll be allocated on a first come first serve basis so if you have any queries as well, I will be putting in Ruth's number. This is ruth.hislop forward slash jill at elba forward slash one dot org dot uk. And I'll be putting that into the chat box as well. So please take advantage of these um, opportunities, beautiful listeners, because where can you go that what website gives out all of this information? We can go to level up as well as listen to some great music okay so i've put all of that into the chat box like we say for in order for you to come along 
to all flavors all you have to do if you want to sign up is you get find yourself a username and a password or just an email and a password and then you'll be in and then you can tap into all of the wonderful information that we are posting for you and what about this one as well kjb this um other cat this other campaign oh the one campaign youth ambassadors mm. Sorry, here you go. I said the One Campaign is an organisation campaigning to ex- to end extreme poverty mm. and preventable disease everywhere. It is looking for young people to join their 2024 UK Youth Ambassadors Programme. It says the programme is great for everyone who is interested in international development and who has a key who is keen to join a network of young activists in the UK creating change on an international is- on international issues such as climate justice global health uh, again it's an application form we'll send you the details um, and I think applications have to be in by the 7th of January 2024 Mm, can you believe that beautiful listeners 2024 almost here upon us we are in that season of goodwill as they say so time really to reflect and all of that stuff so i will get that um information up um unfortunately i didn't put the uh website up but i will put what it is the one campaign youth ambassadors so um i will go in and look for that and try and post that for you all right so kjb going into our question good question can a teacher whether it's him or her hit a child if the child Mm. has hit them first so what is this on the back of um the reason why we're asking this question is because on the social media this last week we saw a man questioning the headmistress saying uh, one of your teachers hit my child and I want answers for it. Now, in that case, I don't know if the child hit the teacher first, but we saw another one where the teacher was talking to the pupil. She was an older um, child because obviously you got levels of age as well, don't you? It might be a young nursery child that lashes mm-hmm. out. That's mm-hmm. a bit different. You're not going to hit a nursery child. Um, well, nursery um, child, are you? I think in the first the first one we discussed, which we don't have all the information mm. about, but we know it definitely occurred, that child was 10. Right, that was a 10-year-old child. But we saw another one. <clears throat> I think it was a college or secondary school <clears throat> student. The teacher bent over and the child just give it one the man one whack in the face and he was like, he's not having it. He started rolling up his sleeves and then he slapped her back. And then she said, oh, I'm going to call my mum, so on and so forth. So um, is it right? What do you think? Is it right for a teacher to, oh, wow. to hit a kid? What a, what a massive question that is. First of all, it's got to be the, circ- you've got to look at the circumstances. First of the situation, mm. what what's developed? How did the situation develop? Secondly, you've got to think about like you said, the age of the child, you know, you've got various different ages. Now, I think they have to be in school up to the age of 18, is it? No, maybe a bit 19, older. 19. Yeah. 
So from well, no, they can leave school at 16 if they want to. Okay, okay. But education okay. really lasts up until they're 19 years so old. So we're talking up to... Let's just send them yeah, 25. 25. Yes. We're just talking about school age. So we can say mm. about 16, yeah? Roughly. Mm. We're going to say that. Um, so about 16. So, you know, and you've got different sizes and builds of 16-year-olds. Mm. Same with any other child. And then we got to think about, is it a young, is it a girl or is it a male? Can male, female. You, you shouldn't hit children. No, I, I'm not. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you should. But I, like I, I believe you got. You, you got to look at the bigger no. picture. No, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I'm not going to say no. I'm sorry. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say no. Because you just. I think you got to look at the circumstances. You got. You got to look at what the build up. What, what happened? Why you did that child? You got. KJB. I think you need to. You got, right, you, I think you need to. It must be it's, very. It's not always that cut and dry. I don't think. It must be very unsettling if you are assaulted by a pupil. Yeah, because in this day and age, you're like, oh, miss, you can't touch them. You can't even go near to them. Uh, yeah. In one school that I was working in, the policy is if the child walks out of the class, let them walk out. That was the policy, because this is the thing. They do have policies and procedures, but you cannot, regardless of how big that student is. I mean, it's, I don't know if college, no. I don't know if I can manage that, but you can't even... In a relationship or something, you shouldn't put hands on each other. No. So much less someone putting their hands on your child. I, I agree. Yeah. With you. I'm not disagreeing with you in the sense that we shouldn't we shouldn't accept violence, mm. and we shouldn't we should not um, raise our hands or or, or court um, anything like that. But unfortunately, in mm. this day and age, there are children out there that unfortunately are attacking teachers. They are, yeah. Now, if if we're saying that a child hits an adult, mm. you know, we have to understand that although that person's an adult and should know better, sometimes... It's in the moment. It's in the it? moment. Yeah. And sometimes, unfortunately, you do things in the moment. I'm not... I'm not, I'm not agreeing with hitting a child don't mm. get me wrong i'm not agreeing with, but sometimes things happen in the moment and i think that happened in the moment just like unfortunately circumstances with the other child um the child hit the teacher the teacher then hit the child yes the child was 10 mm. but the teacher got caught up in the moment now we don't know the full circumstances of what happened and i don't agree with any teacher hitting any child but sometimes you do get caught up in a situation and sometimes you do react in the situation you're in as as well as you know there's policies and procedures mm. and you know what you shouldn't do but sometimes you do get caught up in a situation and it just a few, it only takes a few seconds if you get caught up in that situation you hit that child, you're seconds. gonna lose your job you will lose your job and i know mm. i know you're saying it's about being caught up in the moment and you'll feel shaken you'll be apprehensive about teaching that child uh in that moment as well you know and you might have to take some time out from work because you shouldn't have to be and like you said that the children are getting bigger they're getting more aggressive they're getting more rude like but if that if an incident does occur the protocol you you can't you can't raise your hand to the child kjb no you, you can't do that darling no i'm not, I'm not saying you can't but <laughs> 
you, I think sometimes no, there is because sometimes there are great. I'm sorry, there are great areas. There are going to be times when a child like gonna hit you or try and attack you. Mm. You got to defend yourself. Mm. You got to de- defend yourself. And I'm not saying that you got to defend yourself by hitting the child, but you might try to deflect or restrain. But that can still be seen as assault on a child. Well, first things first, I think it, it, it makes a point. And we've taken this on the .gov website, beautiful listeners, okay? Because um, it's, yeah, it's quite important to um, see what they say, uh, yeah, in, in regards to this. So we know that after an incident, if a student um, hits a teacher, the steps must be taken to remove or suspend that pupil. That's first of, because it again, it's dependent on the injuries as well, whether you want to, you know, if you might have to, they might have punched you out or something. I, I know that there was a friend of mine, her niece was showing a video last week of there were some kids fighting. Uh, the teacher was indirectly involved and he got pushed down the stairs. So is that a form of assault because they're, they're arguing and fighting? Well, I'm not too sure, but that teacher would have obviously maybe needed like first aid treatment or even had to go to the hospital. So if you do have to um, go to see your, your GP or if you go to the hospital, it might be really serious that a medical assessment is needed. Hmm. If there is an injury, then you get doctor's reports, photographs and so on and so forth. And that can be important evidence if you're going to take legal proceedings against mm, that child. So mm. you can legally, dependent on the severeness, the severity of the injury, then yes, you can do mm, that. Mm. Um, but what about if you're using self-defence? Like you said, it might be mm. a point that you might have to use self-defense. Yeah. Are you allowed to do that? Yeah, you could. But the thing is, we got to understand what reasonable force is, because yeah. it talks about reasonable force, mm. and I think that's mm. where the grey area is. Um, if a child hits you, like we've discussed, yeah. I'm not saying we must hit them back. Don't get me wrong; that's that's not acceptable. But you got to defend yourself mm. because the the blow that that child, you know, depending where they're striking. It, we don't know how that's going to affect you. So you're thinking, well, well I've got to defend myself. Yeah. In defending yourself, it might mean that you, 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 you know, you, have, you might just hand the child off, push the child. I'm not sure. Yeah. But then that can also be seen as assault. It depends on, on, on how the school sees it and how it comes out uh, after the incident. So we have to be very careful. But yeah, m- Reasonable force, but what reasonable force is, is open to interpretation as far as I'm concerned. We're going to go in to see that, what reasonable force is, okay, because I think that's quite important. But once, if if there is an incident that does occur, the first person that you must go and inform is who? Who should you inform first? The head teacher. The head teacher, yeah, as soon as possible, yeah, so that the details of the incident can be written down and the circumstances leading up like you said before the circumstances Mm -hmm. leading up to the assault Mm. and you know the situation was taken and the best it's best to report the all injury all injuries no matter how minor those injuries are the school should also keep a record of the incident to ensure Mm -hmm. that facts are 
of the incident are accurately recorded using pupil and staff members' testimonies mm-hmm. and if they were witness to the assault. <laughs> a lot of kids aren't going to speak up now because they think, oh, no, you're snitching, you're snitching. But No, it's important because because obviously for the for the pupil and the teacher, mm. because if, if obviously there is going to be an investigation, you know, the, the school governing board are not just going to let this go. They're going to come in and they're going to investigate it. They're going to find out what happened. Yeah. What was the situation beforehand? What built up to the situation before the incident? And so it's important that, you do get as much information from the kids as you can. Mm, mm. Now, when it comes to reasonable force, staff can use reasonable force, KJB. But, <laughs> yeah. So reasonable force might mean you, so, you, you. Not slapping, ha- not hitting back. Handing off the child, handing off, palming off the child. What do you mean palming off the child? Palming off the child, you're pushing the child away. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, you so, can do that. You, but is that protect, a, but that's to protect yourself to protect the other um, pupils yeah but or people that are in harm's way exactly. so you might be in harm's way exactly yeah and you are if you're the one that's being if if you're being approached to be hit mm. you're in harm's way and even it highlights uh, restraint there you go so physical restraint but not restraining them on the floor with their head to the floor or anything like that but yeah. like it says. Uh, like leading a pupil by the arm out of the classroom. You know, sometimes that's not always going to happen. That's mm. not always going to happen. As much as you, you're trying to follow the rules and regulations and the principles found in uh, it regards reasonable force, Yeah. sometimes it's difficult to carry that out, you mm. know, to hold a, a, a child and just, drag them out of class that still you're still having to use force so it, it you know depending on on, on the because remember they might have you know you're thinking about what happens after like bruising and and redness and you know what i mean all that comes into play and that can be seen as okay you've assaulted me because the child would always feel they're being assaulted mm. but do you think that Witnesses, do you think that if there are witnesses, then they can quite easily... Yeah, even with witnesses, but the child will always feel that you, she, they've been... Because remember, the, the, the teacher is in a, in a position of responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And because they're in a position of responsibility, it's always going to be seen as the responsibility of the teacher to do, to follow protocol mm. or procedure. And when a teacher doesn't do that, then he's... It's open season on a teacher. Open season on a teacher. That's why I think it's really important, beautiful listeners, to go and speak to the head teacher straight away. But in a nutshell, we can't we can't put lay hands on on the students. That's not the right thing to do. Yes, KJB, what are you saying? No, uh, we're not. When as a teacher, we're not. We don't want to lay hands on any pupil mm. within our care because we've been trusted. Uh, with the care of these children these children are coming into an environment where they come in to learn mm. uh, it's not WWF or no. WWE <laughs> but it's knowing you're, but, it's being professional about but, the situation yes, but, but sometimes as much as you are trying to be professional you have to deal with the situation at hand mm. and sometimes you can't always deal with it in the in the way that they would like you to deal with it as much as you want to because at the end of the day it's your life at risk yeah um, they make the point that 
obviously all accidents to employees result in oh gosh death and injuries it's highlights there yeah. which is which has happened oh, yes teachers have been attacked with knives um with other weapons that has actually mm, happened mm. well they, they they make the point of suspending <sighs> the 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 child dependent on the severity of the incident and um suspension means that they'll be uh, not allowed to come on the school premises for a s- specific amount of time and it might even lead to exclusion as well um, mm-hmm. but the the short tell because we've asked the question should a teacher can a teacher hit a student back that's assaulted them and the answer is no you can't hit a student back KGB you just can't do it but there is protocol the school has policies and procedures that people will go through and this is it. What we're going to do, we're going to take a quick um, musical break and then we will come back and come to your answers on Mind Beautiful listeners and see how you feel about that question. What's the question again? Let's go. Can a teacher hit a child if the child hits them first? Beautiful listeners, we'll see y'all in five. Back to life, back to reality, back to
sounds right there of soul to soul and back to life. However do you need me and however do we need (laughs) a policy to let us know if it's okay for us to hit back in self-defense. You know, sometimes the case is that the young person are not aware that's in the case of special educational needs Sometimes, I mean, you wouldn't hit a child with special educational needs, would you? No, you no, wouldn't do that. No, no, no. That's that's exactly what you know. We're we're not we're not trying to um, go across the board with this mm. hit, hitting children. We're not advocating that at all. We're not advocating hitting any child. But mm. there are certain circumstances, unfortunately, that as adults and children, we we may get into. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we're we're custodians of children. We are the responsible ones as adults, but sometimes you have to take matters into your own hands, and sometimes you have to do things that you don't necessarily want to do, and you do try to follow protocol protocols. But sometimes it, it is what it is. It's quite interesting um, you saying that because it did make the point that there, in most cases, there's a lead up. A build up, yeah. A build up to why mm. a young person might assault a teacher and so on and so forth. So, in order to prevent it being built up, I think that's where it needs to be quashed in that that area. Now, I know that I had a really naughty class recently, beautiful listeners, and I I never I never raised my voice at the students, and I never put any of them in detention, but I put about eight of them on detention because they were so naughty naughty and some of them just downright you know they're just all up in your face up in your grill Mm -hmm. and you're like wow and this is this is what you're the they think oh supply teacher yeah we can take the mick out of them in that sense and there's it's like it's about classroom management and Mm -hmm. not control but just classroom management Mm -hmm. and um I like to be on level with my students and condescend and come down to their level. But sometimes you do get the ones that just really push to the limit. And I wonder what the reasons for that that are sometimes. Is it issues at home? You just never know what's going on with these students. You don't know. They, well. they could just have issues with the school. Mm. They could be have issue with policy. They could have issues with... With other kids, it could have spilled over. The other child could have spoken to the teacher. Teacher's then spoken to the child. Child's not happy because, you know, why are you snitching on me? And then it escalates from there. Mm. You just never know what this, what, what, what the the torch paper is. Yeah, thank you for the rose, number one gifter. Mm. I don't know who you are online on the talk. Um, yes, so uh, uh, it, it, it is the lead up. Mm. Yeah. Because there's always a backstory to everything, right? Yeah. So it definitely is the lead up to why a student will lash out or why they get so angry that they want to fight yeah. and 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 carry on and yeah. cause but, a situation, isn't it? Yeah, I agree with you. But ideally, we can flip the script mm. and say there could be issues with that particular teacher. Very true. And we don't know the backstory of that teacher, how the, his or her day's gone what situations they've had to deal with and mm. it can culminate in 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 an incident which can escalate 
So it's it's two sides. There's always two mm. sides to a coin, and it's it's really professionalism. And that was something that come out in your comments, beautiful listeners. Let's go to your comments. And um, Steve Lee Watson, he says, no, of course not, which I said, it's not not right. Um, Ian Williams, he says self-defense. But don't forget that you're in a school that has policy and you're under the, the children are there under the protection of the school. So obviously, and this is this is the hardest thing, beautiful listeners. You're not protected. So whatever happens to you. Like it said, if something happens and you've got to run to the head teacher and let them know. But as the teacher, you're not protected. Yeah. I understand that. But you also got to understand, we, you know, being a teacher, you're charged with not just that the pupil that you're dealing with. Mm. You're charged with the, with the whole class. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you still got to deal with this one individual while you're still in a class full of other pupils mm. so like you said yes it's unprofessional uh, self-defense question mark reasonable reasonable force yeah. question mark there's there are going to be great areas so mm. we need to 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 have some kind of leeway for the teacher it right. can't just be you can't touch this child. If you do, this is what's going to happen. Mm. And some teachers, that's in some schools, it's the zero tolerance. And we're talking about zero. That's for both child mm. and teacher. But certain situations have to call for like a, a, a different way to deal with it. Approach, it's not, it's not always, you can't always have the same approach for every situation. Um, Aaron Lenskin, I must say it's most of the men that are saying self-defence, okay? <laughs> I think self-defence applies to anyone, yeah. yeah. As well as Sharon um, Kador, she says, if the child has special needs or a disability, no. Yes. Well, that, that's, that's a given. That's a given, so 100%. you know if you're going to work with young autistic boys, because they can be quite big or they can be quite small, actually, mm. Um one of them tried to cut my hair um, in a class one time. And it's like, because uh, I'm quite quick, like, you know, caught him doing it. Um, so some of them can be quite big, but you know that they're going to be hands-on sometimes. They do have behavioural issues. And you know, going into the job, that that's what you have to deal with. When I work for, for the National Autistic Society in adult services... Those guys were butch and one of them, yeah, I I got it one day. If you're unaware, they can catch you from behind, but there's nothing you can do. And like I said, as a staff member, mm-hmm. you're not protected. Mm-hmm. You, you, it goes with the territory, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's how that kind of works. So Michael Duncan says, let the child get whooped, teach them, <laughs> teach them to keep their hands to themselves. Well, Michael... Because, um, uh, no, um, as some of the, the ones have said it's no, because you, you're going to lose your job. Yeah, I understand that, but you're not, it's not about, I, I just think it's not about keeping your job or losing your job. It's about the situation that we're talking about. Mm. There are children out there, unfortunately, that feel they can try and get a rise out of a teacher mm. I feel they can push a teacher to a certain point uh, and sometimes you try your best as you're saying 
you know, to to, to be professional. But sometimes when a child, him or her, steps over a certain point, it can be difficult for you then to then structure be in control of your class and still try to deal with these yeah. people. <laughs> and that's why it See says I mean? reasonable force. That is, if if the student persists in misbehaving in the class, then they can be taken out. Yeah? And that's where the grey area is. Okay, that's the grey area. Why would you say that? Because, again, I go back to what's reasonable force. Mm. Now, you, you take a, pull a child out of a class and the, the ch- child ends up getting his you know, jumper stretched or, oh, or torn or mm. gets a bruise on his arm. As a parent, you're going to come in and you're going to wonder, well, what happened? Oh, the teacher pulled me. They're not going to understand the reasons behind the reasons it. Behind and that it. Johnny was very naughty boy. Yeah, they're just going <laughs> to see that their child is in distress and it possibly in pain. Maybe it has a bruise or a mark. And that's what they're going to focus on. Mm, yeah. And then you're stuffed as a, a teacher. Great areas. Um, great areas. Ebony says, no, no way. I'm professional. Um, Chris Black says, depends on the sort of hitting mm. that you're talking about. Mm. Um, that's very true as well, isn't yeah. it? Because like we said, if it's special needs and it's something different, if it's a young person... That wants to come and heads up with you and and what do they call square up yeah. and wants to fight well exactly and you've mm. and you've got twenty other kids also in the class yeah. and you're trying to deal and this is what you're dealing with but yet you still got a, you're trying to be professional but if you're pushed yeah and you know the doors over there you're you're you got your back to against the wall yeah what are you gonna do and the trouble is a class that in classrooms. You don't have an extra adult. It's unless just, there's it's a, you. Unless there's students in that class that have special needs, you're not mm. getting an extra body in there. Mm. That could be an extra set of eyes that could say, no, um, this child was playing up and they've crossed the line. Mm. So, it, I mean, school, it's, it's a bit of a battlefield, a battlefield really going in there, isn't it's not, it? It's different. It can be not all schools. We're not tarnishing tar- mm. in every school. But unfortunately, there have been situations publicly yeah. uh, put out there as well in the press, or as you said, online, where this has happened. Mm. There's no, you know, there's no panic button yeah. for the teacher to push. There's no one he can alert. He has to, in order to get the ones I've seen, in order for him to get help, he has to actually leave the class. I know. I've worked at a couple of schools where they have. There's people that walk it around. They've got these orange jackets on. So if you do have an issue that you can call these ones in because you can't leave. It's another thing. You can't leave the classroom as well. You can't leave the class by themselves. You can't. You can't. So there are ones that walk around. They don't know what they're called. And they're adults that can know the kids and so on and so forth. It's it's a tough, it's a tough one, really, um, listeners. And... Yeah, that it, we know that you can't raise your hand, but there are, you know, there are, protocols. Mm, uh, mm. Solomon says his parents will go get him at the hospital for sure. Solomon, <laughs> I know you're not a teacher. Um, Nikki says, no, never full stop. Kervin Julian says, no, never. Patrick Miller says, not 
a good move. Restrict, restrain, remove. We've spoken about that. We've spoken we? about that, but that's that that's that's beautiful. Yeah. But in practicality, in sometimes world, sometimes it's not that you know you not talk that to, simple. Yeah, you saw adults roaming the corridors. That's fantastic if yeah. they've got that in place. Some schools one well, might not have that. Yeah, very true. So it really depends on the circumstances of and 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 where you are when the incident mm. occurs. Jane Summers says no as well. She says no. So beautiful listeners, it's not a grey area. And I mean, how would you feel if you found out that your child had been hit by a teacher? I'm sure that you'd be down that school in a heartbeat to to sort that out. And that is just how it goes. But I would just hope that if you are going to rush down to school, that you listen to both sides mm. of the situation. But then sometimes when you, when you meet the parents, you think, oh, that's the reason. No. That I'm it, telling you, sometimes when you meet the parents, KJB. You just said, like, yeah. no, but you can't. No, no hear me. When no, you meet no. them sometimes and they're like, oh, I, you know, they want they want to heads up with you as well. They want to square up with you yeah, as but well. That, You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a, yeah, but that's another adult. That's an adult. Oh, my days. You so could you, could you, could you have a, a fight with a the parent adult. then? That's an adult. <laughs> You're not yeah. going to fight with a parent, look, KJV. Look, an adult, two adults, two adults are different. We're, if it's two adults, consenting adults who know better. No, you're yeah. still going to lose your job if you start fighting with a parent I'm as not well. Saying, no, remember, <laughs> no, I'm not saying fight. Remember, the parent hits you and no, attacks you. reasonable force. Okay. We're talking okay. about reasonable force. See, we think we've got fight. With, I'm not talking about fighting, reasonable force. But what's reasonable force with the parent? Good question. Is it what our Good friend question. said? Restrain, restrict, and then head out. I, no. I leave it up to the listeners the, to, to understand what they feel personally what is, is there reasonable, reasonable force. force. Beautiful listeners, oh, we have so come to the end of the, this, the, the evening. The time went so fast. And next week, we're going to have some beautiful offers, some beautiful uh, competition going ahead, a nice little um, sheer wild uh, basket. Of, of goodies um so um be sure to tune in for that and um wow the end of the show kjb has been quite interesting very interesting show uh, and i know sometimes people think i i ask really out there questions some people have called the questions a bit dumb sometimes but <laughs> you know why not ask why not ask them because um, at the end of the day, these things are actually happening. We're seeing teachers hitting kids or we're seeing kids assaulting teachers. We're seeing lots of different real. scenarios that we've put to the table. And yeah, it is real, isn't it? It's real. Yeah, it's it's ha- real. these things are happening. Otherwise, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even mention them, beautiful listeners. So um, let us know what your thoughts are. My phone is broken at the moment, so I can't <laughs> even get you to call in and let, let us know. But we have come very close to the end of the show. So, KJB, what is our thought now for the week? Wow, we got so many to choose from. Uh, okay. Excellent. Jennifer Aniston. Okay, who's, who's, who's an actress, yes. well-known for, for her part in Friends. And the quote is, friends are the family we choose. Mm. Now, it's quite interesting because um, the girls were telling me about all their friends at school. And I think 
Jayla got up to about nine friends and I said to her, no, Jayla, you can only have that amount of friends. Right. That's five. I'm putting my hand up. Five friends. And she's like, oh, why is that? I says, well, you're never going to need more than five. So then she had to readjust her list to the maybe really close people that she's with. Was I wrong in telling her that? No, because it's it's true to say that as you get older, your circle gets smaller. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it sounds It sounds crazy. Hey, if, if listeners, you, I'm sure you can testify to that. You, 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 as you get older, your circle gets smaller. So yeah, I agree with that. You, you, you do have to be careful because they do say that, and it show me who your friends are, and I'll show you who you are, mm, mm. isn't it? And and she's saying that your friends are, are like family. We choose, and it's true. Our friends, I like the family. If if because it's important. So we're gonna choose so well then. We wisely and wisely. Well and wisely. Yeah. Friends are the family we choose. And it's nice to choose our family, isn't it? Because as they say, we can choose our friends, but we can't choose our family. And we're born into, we were having a discussion um, just before we came on about mm. um, family, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, family's important. Family is very important. But sometimes there's a little breakdown in the family sometimes. And it's good if it can be mended it can be mended. But the thing is, family will always be family. Mm. Whereas your friends, your closest, your nearest and dearest friends, those are the ones that you choose to be your family. Mm. So you're going to be well connected, mm. you know, choosing well. Although mm. some friends can let us down. But then you ask the question, were they really your friends? Well, they say that some, yeah. some people come for a season, yes. a time and a reason. Yes. Absolutely. So we have to we have to bear that in mind. Bear that in mind. Well, my friends, a lot of my friends have been very long term, long time friends. Mm. And I guess there's I think we spoke about this before, even in relationships, that if you want someone that's loving, if you want someone that's kind, if you want mm. someone that's there for you all the time, you got to be that person. Mm. So what kind of friend, I guess we can ask the question, what kind of friend are we? Mm, Am I a good friend? That's a million dollar question. Yeah, because if we can say, well, yes, I'm there, I'm supportive, I'm loyal, I, I'm kind to you and I look out for you as a friend, mm. then that to me is a good friend. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But then you can get um, on the flip side ones that just take us people that just call you when they need you are they good friends what do you think you know that's that's for that's for everybody to choose mm, it's, it's mm. up to you as an individual to choose who you feel mm. you call a friend yeah but just know that uh like it says friends are the family we choose mm. and it's extended family isn't it it's extended because like we say our family we are tied by blood mm -hmm. and that is what ties us. Mm -hmm. But then you could have family members that you just, that's all it is, is blood. And there's nothing more to it. Mm. Whereas your friends, they, they, they're there. They're there. Yeah, it's people who play active part in your life, isn't that's it? That's the word. That is the, that is the word, KJB. Active. An active part in one's life, isn't it? Yeah. 
some beautiful listeners, we have come to the end. We're going to give a big shout out to all of the DJs right here on All Flavours Radio. And you know what? I want to give you all a shout out now. I know that we should hopefully be meeting up over the start end. And that that would be great to see you all. But let's let's just give everyone a shout out. John J.E. Hope you're enjoying it down there in St. Lucia. Uh, you can catch John J.E. every single Sunday, as well as George Flavors, the the captain of this whole vessel. He's the one that keeps all Flavors Radio afloat. Um, you can catch George every single Monday and every single Sunday. Mondays from 8 until 10 and Sundays from 2 till 4, as well as DJ Laro. You can catch Laro right after the Let's Talk Drive Time show tonight from 8 until 10. And thereafter, John or Jay Hope with the R&R show from 10 until midnight. And not forgetting uh, DJ Ninja Man Lloyd. How you doing, Lloydy? You can catch Lloyd every single Thursday um from eight until whatever time because sometimes (laughs) lloyd would just stay on for hours and just play those good vibe music and bring lots of new um music i mean all flavors is really what its name says all flavors always bringing something new along here don't forget that you can catch um corey e8 every single wednesday now wednesday from nine until 11 as well as DJ Charlie Muir from 7 until 9. Hope you're doing okay Charlie, thinking of you and yes um, Billy Ray Valentine every Sunday with a consortium Crooksy 417 and DJ Smooth DJ Nigel you can catch DJ Nigel every single Saturday from um, 8 until 10 and Sunday from 8 until 10 too with his Shaw show not forgetting Mark Philogene with the Calabash mix and his country music. Please, beautiful listeners, just check out the schedules to find what DJ goes live on whatever given night. DJ KJB. Yes, madam. I'm going to give you a big heads up and thank you for co-hosting with me tonight. Thank you. And let me give you hex you up, Wimbo. Thank you for having me. Always. Um, I enjoyed doing the show with you. Uh, And until next time. Until next time. And beautiful listeners, we love you so much. Thank you so much for always tuning in and having our back and making it so such a pleasurable time to be here. Really spending our time with you. So give yourselves a nice pat on the back, a big high five right here from the Let's Talk Drive Time team. And the All Flavours Radio team too. So I guess DJ KJB, oh, not forgetting the TikTok crew as well. Yes, TikTok crew, sorry. We almost forgot the TikTok crew. And all of you silent listeners, okay. So beautiful listeners, we're going to say goodnight. Yes, goodnight all. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see y'all on the other side.